0: what is up everyone um welcome to the flea Flicker nfo show episode 29 before we jump into it um i'm recording we're-, we're recording i'm here with them all my co-host we're recording on august 28th it's around 10 p.m eastern standard time and we we just want to give our condolences to the family of chadwick boseman black panther um it just came out that he passed away from colon cancer a few minutes ago so just hearts out to that man 2020 sucks Nothing much I can say about that. Nothing much more I can say about that. Just, you know, feeling bad about it, getting real Kobe vibes out here, like sadness. It's a pretty big deal, too. So, any words you want to say during these depressing times?
1: Uh, I think you summed it up, my thoughts exactly. I mean, uh, condolences, and I'll have my prayers to the Bozeman family. I, I mean, I genuinely feel God. He's been fighting through for four years now. He was diagnosed with stage three, and then he just got into stage four. And I love it because it, the cancer was completely over. Not, not many people, I guarantee you, even, like, noticed that he had cancer. Like, he went through so many battles of chemotherapy. It wasn't, like, known news that he had uh, colon cancer. Like, he was filming multiple movies. He still has a movie coming out this year, and uh, he filmed that, too. Through this, all this pain. I mean, we we know. When, you know I can't feel that pain. It's just genuinely depressing to see it. I mean, and for a movie like Black Panther, and he was in some of my favorite movies of all time. He was in Infinity War. He was in uh, End Game. Forty Two was a great movie too. Yeah, I mean, his acting is superb. Uh, I'm genuinely. Uh, it's definitely a sad uh, night. I should say it was a great day to begin with. And then uh, when this news came out, I-, I was definitely saddened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, rest in peace. Condolences to his family. Just heartfelt. Like, like everyone is posting about this. It's a huge deal. Like all the NFL fan pages, the NFL itself. Like, I got a text from my brother just now, and he was like, "Yo, Chadwick Boseman just died," and I'm like, "Dude, I felt that." So, rest in peace. It's a big deal. Um, 2020 sucks. Now I want to move on to some well, I wanna say brighter news, but uh Earl Thomas getting cut, that not as bright. Or I guess that's slightly definitely
1: bright, bright. <laughs> That's for what Definitely say,
0: brighter, bright. but not bright.
1: For the Ravens I would consider for the Ravens uh team chemistry I'd consider a brighter move. I mean, the the dude the dude's completely in the wrong here. I mean, yes, he's arguably the most valuable player on their defense, but come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. You you can't be doing that, man. You can't. That's some A B type show, stuff. And that's even worse than A B, because like he's like legitimately like attacked these guys. I can't I can't take that. That's unacceptable.
0: Yeah, so like just to recap, so we're gonna hop right into it. Um we really only have one news item to talk about before we jump into the actual show, which is gonna be our over under show for the NFC where we're just gonna talk about whether or not we're going over or under based on the betting odds for all sixteen of the NFC teams. The only news item we have here, other than the passing of Chadwick Bozeman, is e, uh, ET twenty nine Earl Thomas being cut for getting getting in a fight with uh, fellow def- uh, fellow Ravens defender. Well, not ex fellow Rev- Ravens defender. Spoiler alert: Earl Thomas got cut because he's a bum. But he got in a fight with Chuck Ch- Chuck Clark, I believe his name is, over a busted assignment. And um, he posted the play on social media and then he ended up getting cut. So uh, my my initial thoughts on this are they obviously didn't want Earl Thomas in the building because they could have easily kept this under wraps. Like I'm sure there's so many times in like, you know, all 32 teams where there's busted coverages in, in practice and you have people getting riled up and getting into, you know, harsh words, maybe even fists being thrown. Like I remember like I read it in like, The Eagles, like, uh, training camp notes, like, every year. They're, like, Brandon Gring, got in a fight with, like, Isaac Seamalu over some nonsense. Like, it happens every year. And usually that gets uh, kept under wraps, and it's not that big of a deal. But the fact that it was brought to this, you know, this magnitude, they obviously didn't want him on the team. And, like, I would feel like if Earl Thomas was really, like, putting it all together on the field, and if he was being, like, an amazing, like, all-pro safety that he – he you know he's been in previous years like if his play was like the best at his position like if this was tyron matthew i don't think he gets cut but earl thomas i just think he didn't fit well with the ravens first of all football wise like they obviously feel confident in having a you know a good backup and replacement for him and second of all just like you said chemistry wise he, he just seemed like a toxic member of the organization and he's felt like that with the Seahawks back, you know, when he didn't get an extension and he flipped them off while getting carted off the field from then on, he's just been like, like high key cancer. So yeah, just my uh, thoughts on that. Amal. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, you, once again, you summed it up perfectly. Uh, he was definitely not a great uh, team player and, you can see that even with his time with Seattle, no guy would just run to the opposing coach saying "Come get me," yelling that at, yelling that towards the coach. Like, come on now. He, he def- and he said it's a former coach, Jason Garrett. I, 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 he really wanted to be in Dallas. Uh, yeah, and I think he's still there's definitely still a chance that uh, he can be in Dallas. Ian reports saying that it's uh, that there haven't been any talks yet, really. And uh, Jerry Jones also denied it too, and that they are talking to him. I don't know what's really the truth between that. But I mean, he needs to know that he can't be acting or behaving like this. He's a great all world talent, but you can't, you need to act well on your job, man. You have to be, uh, behave responsibly. Um, and I know you're trying to avoid some news. That's why you're try you're trying to tell me there's only one major news.
0: Well, this. actually, well, before we move yeah. on to that depressing piece of news, um, where do you think he's going to go? Because currently he's a free agent, and I feel like he could, um, just news coming out in the same division. Grant Talbot, I think he was a second round pick, probably should have been a first round safety from LSU drafted by the Cleveland Browns. He tore his Achilles, I believe it was, and he's out for the season. So. I have a pretty strong feeling like he could end up in a place like Cleveland where, you know, Grant Delpit, at least from the film I watched, because I watched a decent amount of film on him uh, going into the draft. He played a lot of just pure free free safety. Like he was just, you know, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. Or or occasionally he like, you know, covered tight ends and all that. But he was filling like that Earl Thomas role of being like the deep middle safety. And, Obviously, he's not as good as Earl Thomas at that role. So, I don't know. Where do you think he's going to go?
1: I think uh, the Browns is a good fit. I, I think Dallas is obviously the favorite. And I think it would make sense if he went there. Not going to lie. Because uh, uh, they do need safety help. And I think that would make the most sense. Uh, also, yeah, that that's my prediction for that. And now, let me go to that news that you don't want to hear. Uh, this is quite sad news. The starting left tackle, Andre Dillard, suffered a torn bicep, and uh, he will miss the entire 2020 season. And now uh, Eagles uh, are going to have Jason Peters at right guard. but And now since he got hurt, he's going to play back at left tackle. So it's uh, going to be an uh, interesting season now. Now that Brandon Brooks is gone, meaning he's injured, and then now they have Andre Dillard, who's now gone. Uh, Areeb, this is a sad day. I know that now for you. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Okay, so quick thoughts. Um, so I believe you tore his bicep yesterday, I want to say, right? So if you had asked me on Wednesday how I felt about our offensive line, I would have felt way worse about it than what I feel right now. So you might be like, why? Because you lost – you know you lost your starting left tackle but dude everything I heard from practice Andre Diller's been he's been dealing with an injury first of all and that's probably what contributed to his bicep injury but second of all he was just not playing well he was getting beat by like seventh round bombs uh, there's a guy named Joe Osman who's a defensive end he's literally like an undrafted free agent and he got beat so bad that by this undrafted free agent, and mind you, Andre Dillard is a first round talent. He was drafted in the first round, that he fell and he landed on Carson Wentz's knee. And, you know, that he could have ended our season right there and then and there, if, you know, in practice by getting beat by some no name bum. So this is obviously not a good sign for Andre Dillard. Like, you know, we we drafted him to be the Jason Peters replacement, and here we are. But I'm feeling way more secure with Jason Peters at left tackle than I would at Andre Dillard at right tackle. And I feel more secure about with my, uh, Matt Pryor, who's going to fill in for right guard than I was at Jason Peters playing right guard. Cause he's never played the position before. Like he's switching sides completely. He's switching from the interior uh, exterior to the interior of the line. So like starter wise, like, yeah, I'd love to have Brandon Brooks here. I'd love to have Andre Dillard playing and giving him some reps, but if you had asked me Friday or Wednesday to right now, which is Friday, like which O-line I think is better starting-wise, I'd take the O-line right now. Now, the really concerning thing is tackle-wise, our backup tackle is behind Lane Johnson, who, who's also dealt with injury, and uh, he hasn't pl- uh, practiced in the last five days, according to what I've heard. And behind them, you have Prince Wanego from Auburn. You have um, – I'm forgetting his name, but it's Jack, um, Jack, uh, Jack Driscoll from, also from Auburn, the other Auburn tackle. And then you have the project player in Jordan Mailata and who has just also been a bum. Like he's been getting beat all the time and it's just really worrisome. So expect the Eagles to sign a veteran offensive lineman or maybe even trade for one using a late round pick because the depth on our offensive line is pure doo-doo. So Right now, if I'm looking at the Eagles, my biggest worry is offensive line. Because if you can't protect Carson Wentz, then I don't really have faith on in him, A, staying healthy for an entire if He's taking shots all the time. And B, like we've had a great offensive line. And our offense has been pretty good because of it the last few years. And it's something we've taken for granted. So, overall, um, I like our starters more now than I did like two days ago. But, I'm way more worried about our depth now than I was before.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think this, this is definitely a big blow, but I think the Eagles are bouncing back. I mean, they've had a bunch of injury problems, uh, the past like multiple seasons, like three, four seasons, they've had multiple injury problems and I feel bad for them because they're, they're like the more unlucky team out of, uh, all the other teams in the NFL. Uh, They'll definitely bounce back. I don't think it'll be a major setback for Carson Wentz in the offense. So, uh, yeah. And uh, just one last thing I want to touch right before we enter the news. What are your thoughts on uh, Josh Gordon getting signed by the
0: 49ers? He didn't, though. Did he? Because I thought that was like a rumor, like they wanted him to get signed. Because according to uh, JPA Football I think yeah. Judge Gordon posted a picture with the Niners. And he, and he did.
1: Said, yeah, I so said, what are your thoughts on getting on if that happened?
0: Yeah. Um. Well, they need a replacement for Emmanuel Sanders. They did draft Brandon Ayuk. They do have Dante Pettis, but they lost. Who did they lose to? Like an Achilles terror this year. Who was really good Debo. last year? Debo.
1: Debo. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm so bad with names, but they lost Debo. He's a great gimmick guy, and he was just a great overall like. Great Super Bowl that performance. team. Yeah, he's just a great. He's a baller and they lost him so Josh Gordon is not going to fill that role but I feel like Brandon Ayuk will probably help fill that role a little bit more so if you can get a Josh Gordon you can have I wouldn't say a true wide receiver one because Josh Gordon isn't a true wide receiver one anymore but you're getting a pretty solid player
1: yeah I could yeah I have the same thoughts for that too I think uh Josh Gordon to the Niners would be nice but I heard a. Uh, I heard Debo Samuel's already started. He's uh, 100% cleared to run. So uh, I think... Ooh, had a that quick, quick recovery. The quick recovery. he I think he probably won't be playing to start the regular season, but I can see him come back by like week three, week four or so like that. But uh, yeah, uh, that's all that we have for news. And now uh, we'll go into the over-unders for the NFC teams.
0: Yeah, so... Um... Before we get into it, every website has different odds. Like Las Vegas, you have like locally, we have Parks Casino, which does a lot of the odds here. But um, the website we're using is Odd Shark, so don't come at us if you're like, oh, the Arizona Cardinals actually have a seven over and under win total according to blah 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 website. Now we're using Odd Shark, so if you don't like it, you can you know whatever, deal with it. Anyway, so we're going to start with the NFC um, South, right? That's what we said?
1: Yeah, we said we'd start with the South.
0: Okay, so um, you can start with it, Amal. Go for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, to start with, we have uh, probably the least likely team to win the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. They're right now projected to win totals five and a half games, which I believe, is tied with the Redskins. Oh, no, Jacksonville does, actually. My bad. We'll go into that later. But uh, they are they are tied second for the lowest uh, win total for the NFL season. And I think they go under, not going to lie, for this win total. Their schedule looks awful. And uh, their, their offense, they do have a new QB. So we'll see how that goes. They have a new coach, too. They have the Baylor coach. We'll see how that goes as well, uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not very optimistic with this uh, Panthers team right now. That too, losing Luke Kuechly, yeah, no, I, I I lost all hope for them. So I'm going under five wins.
0: Okay, so like you said, the over under is five and a half uh, wins. So if we were to go over, it would be six wins or more. I don't see this team team winning six games. Period. So. They have a new coach, like you said. They signed Baylor's Matt Rule. They have a new um, head coach. Oh no, I'm sorry, I already said that. They have a new QB in Teddy Bridgewater. They have a new offensive coordinator in. I think uh, they signed Joe Brady from the LSU Tigers after Joe Bro- uh, Joe Burrow's like breakout year. I believe yep. they have a new defensive head coach, uh, a defensive coordinator as well, and they have almost an entirely new starting defense. Because I don't know if you remember, but they, I believe they were the first team ever to spend all their picks on defensive players in the draft. Um, And that's what they did in the 2020 draft. So essentially they have a ton of just rookies playing uh, defense back there. It's just a a whole lot of new. And especially with, you know, they've had three weeks of total practice before jumping into games. I'm just not seeing it. So I'm definitely going under here. I'm smashing the under because I just don't see them winning more than five games. Like their offense Paper wise, it's pretty talented. Like, I think DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, those guys are going to have huge years, like, at least fantasy wise. But just chemistry wise, I just see way too much that can go wrong here. And also, just if you look at Matt Rule's time in Baylor and in Temple, where he coached before, usually the first year of his rebuilds, the teams are just not good. So I'm just going to stick with that trend in the NFL as well. Yeah, well
1: said. I think. uh... That's accurate. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next team. This is the team that's the second lowest in the NFC uh, NFC South, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. That Atlanta Falcons are projected. Get rid of Austin Hooper, but it's okay because they got Hayden Hurst now to replace him. So uh Matt Ryan still has that tight end weapon. The uh, only Calv- Calvin Ridley is only going to get better from now, and uh, they have the legend, the best receiver in football, Julio Jones. And I'm expecting their defense to also be healthy this year. Knock on wood because uh you, they they've been they've also been very unlucky with the injury bug uh, for like the past two seasons. So. That's gonna be interesting. Uh they had they had seven wins last year and they had a really slow start last year too. I don't know if you remember that. They were they were like really bad. Yeah, they were like, like they, one and
0: seven or something like that. Yeah,
1: and, and they they still managed to get out seven wins to end the season. And they were in the playoff hunt somehow until like the last two weeks. It didn't make any sense. Uh and now they're projecting The reason I don't have them going, like, extremely higher is because their division is quite stacked. Uh, They'll get the two wins, definitely, from the Panthers. They may split with the other two teams in their division, uh, but their schedules, I think it's one of the hardest in the league for sure. Uh, Yeah, I'm not uh, ready to hop on the Falcons bandwagon yet. I think eight and eight's reasonable. Nine and seven's also reasonable. I think they'll be uh, a strong contender for the seven seed in the playoffs for sure. That's
0: my thoughts on the Falcons. So you're going over, correct? Correct. Okay. So um, you hit on a lot of stuff I wanted to hit on. Um, so I don't think people remember, but last year Dan Quinn relinquished like defensive um, playing call duties to. I'm forgetting who their defensive coordinator is, but he relinquished his play calling duties to him. And so after that, so total on the year, they allowed, uh, there were 20 seconds in points per game allowed. And that's 24.9 points per game allowed. But from the second half onwards, they allowed 18.6 points per game, which was ranked fifth in the league. And that was actually better than, you know, elite defenses like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So the second half of the year, they were not allowing anywhere near as many points. So that's just really concerning if I'm Dan Quinn, because obviously I want to have my job and like, what are you adding to the team? If you're not even being a good defensive play caller, it's extremely worrisome, but on the flip side, like, like you said, like they're over under seven and a half wins. I think it's going to smash the over as well here because again, the offense, Julio Jones, you have Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, you have Todd Gurley, and whatever corpse of Todd Gurley you have left, but you have Todd Gurley there. You have, I think people are forgetting, but they lost like two of their rookie offensive linemen like really early in the year, like the first two weeks. Like they lost, I think it was, um, you know, I'm not going to even try to remember the names, but they lost uh, they lost both the rookies they drafted in the first round. I think Caleb McGarry was his name, or at least the tackle. And they lost both of them like really early. So their offensive line was already struggling. And the defense got even more banged up when they lost players like, you know, Who's the linebacker on that team? I'm blanking out again, bro. I'm so bad at it with names today. But Keanu um, Neal. Yeah, Keanu Neal. They lost Keanu Neal. They lost Deion Smith as well, I believe, right? That's his name. And Deion I, Jones. I, yeah. Deion Jones. Bro, what is wrong with me today? Uh, yeah. This yeah. is some A-tier content right here. I can't remember anyone's names. Um. Anyway, I just think if the defense is closer to the second half of the year than it was the first half of the year – they're going to win at least eight games. So, smashed over there. I think this team is probably like a nine and seven team, just talent wise.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, talent wise, nine and seven. Yeah, eight and eight or nine and seven for sure. And they could easily go over that. Depends how uh, Matty Ice uh, carries that often. And if Todd Curley comes back to full help. But yeah, they do have a start. Uh, they do have a rough start to begin the season. They do face the Seahawks, Cowboys, and the Packers in their first four weeks. So, Yeah, that's going to be rough. Uh, But we'll see how it goes. They're definitely a team to watch out for. And the next team in the NFC South is uh, the new team, the new uh, team that's in the hype, that's very hyped up, I should say, or I consider overhyped, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had seven wins last year. um, And now this year they're projected at nine and a half over under. So with this team, I genuinely am. I'm surprised with how uh, high they're projected right now. I mean, they they think Tom Brady's gonna uh, play pretty pr- at a superstar level, and I don't I mean I don't I don't know. He does have great weapons, and I heard Gronk is getting is back to his normal self apparently, according to Bruce Arians. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite. I don't know what to say. I don't know why they're so high though. Nine and a half wins, that means they're projecting that they'll get it's, it's over-unders 10 or 9. I'll be honest, I think they'll go over. I think they get to 10, but I, I I don't know if it'll go above that, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, that's my take on it. They have a great offense. Defense is underrated, but it still need, needs work. So, uh,
0: yeah, that's my thoughts. Um, I kind of agree with you on that. Like, the, um, if you look at a team like the Packers, who they made the NFC Championship uh, last year, they're over an over under spoiler. I believe it's nine games. So it's just kind of shocking that they're that, that they're projected more wins than a team like the Packers, who again they literally made the, the NFC Championship game last year. But I agree with you. Over. I'm I'm not necessarily. Sh- I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna smash the over for a few reasons. First of all, the Jameis Winston man, thirty-five turnovers, like like in one season, that's unheard of. Like thirty picks in one season, also unheard of. Tom Brady hasn't thrown thirty picks in the last four seasons combined. Like you need you need to add a few games from I believe his twenty fifteen season to even hit that mark, which is like literally remarkable. And you're just going to – I've said it multiple times on the show, but you're going to put the defense on less negative game strips. The defense was better than people think. They have a lot of good young talent in Shakir, Shaquille Barrett. They drafted on Antoine Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota, who I'm really high on. Vita Veya, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White, Carlton Davis, Levante David. Like They just have some really nice defensive players there. And the defense can stay healthy. I can't I, I, – don't see how they lose more than six games. Like ten games for me is a given. I don't think I don't think they're gonna win the division. I think the Saints are gonna win the division. Spoiler again, but the Saints are the best team here. But I, I definitely think the Bucks are gonna win more games, and they're probably gonna go ten and six. And I think they're gonna probably secure a wild, a wild card spot pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, at the beginning, I remember making, we talked about like our like record predictions earlier in the year. I was quite skeptical about, uh, the Bucks because I mean, they're a new team altogether. You don't know how they're going to turn out. Uh, but more and more in getting into it. I, I mean, I, at the beginning, I didn't even think I had them in the playoffs. Uh, now I think, uh, their team's really starting to set in shape. They made some great, uh, draft picks. Uh, they even got shady McCoy too. Uh, yeah, um, should be interesting. Uh, yeah, I think they'll go. Those. I think ten wins is also a given for them. Though, but nine and a half wins over under is high, though. That's high. Yeah,
0: I don't think their over and under should be above a team like the Packers. But I think I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I would be surprised. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go like eleven and five. Like I think that's probably their ceiling. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happened.
1: So the next team we have is who we think is going to win it, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are projected at ten and a half wins. Last year they had thirteen wins. Uh, ten and a half wins over under. I'm also I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is a, this is definitely an over for me. I have them at twelve wins. Uh, I there's nothing there's no really an explanation needed. Drew Brees is the man and they do have Jameis Winston as a backup QB this time Taysom Hill gadget player was the best player in the playoff game for them uh they still have MT and I'm hearing li- um news recently that Trey Smith is going to have a breakout year this year uh I'm looking forward to that definitely want to see that uh I think Alvin Kamara is going to bounce back he did not have the best year for uh, per se per se last year so uh Yeah, and uh, their defense definitely got better too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Saints team. But I think the Bucs will give them a run for their money. Same with the Falcons. But, uh, yeah, I like the Saints this year. How about you?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm already marking down at least one loss to the Falcons because that's just a given every year. But if you look at their last three seasons, 13 wins, 13 wins, 11 wins. So they've just been popping the last three seasons and i don't know if you realized, but math wise 13 13 11 that adds up to more than uh 10 and a half wins so i'm also going over drew breeze he drops off at the end of every season at least the last the last two seasons i'd say he's not as good as he was like in september and uh, october but he's still drew breeze um It is slightly concerning that his yards per attempt are dropping every single year, but that's just what's going to happen with age. This is probably his last season. So I hope he can go out and make a deep run in the playoffs. But just if you look at their additions, Emmanuel Sanders, Cesar Ruiz in the draft to replace um, Max Unger, who just retired, Malcolm Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins. I only see like positive additions. I don't really see much like, you know, any huge losses. And if you look at like a player like Marcus Davenport, who I think is going to be their like blow up player of the year, I think he's going to definitely break out this year. I only see positivity, so I think twelve wins. I agree with you; that's a given for them.
1: Yeah, I think another uh, rookie. I think you may have forgotten. I was really high on him. I know you were. Zach Bond, outside linebacker. Uh, out of oh Wisconsin. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was. A, that, I think he's going to bring a lot of versatil- versatility to that defense. Uh, that was a great pick. He was uh, picked, actually, in like the third round. I don't know how he fell that far. But, uh, yeah, I I like the Saints picks. Cesar Ruiz was also a great uh, – he's going to be a great center in the league. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Saints team. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the NFC West. Uh, the NFC West, in my opinion, is the most uh, – And uh, let's see here. They did add Kyler. Murray. They did add a uh, new weapons for Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That was a big, the big, big add. They did get rid of uh, David Johnson, and now Kenyon Drake's the sole running back one. Uh, so that's that's all positives. Um, they did have a great first round pick. They took. Uh, uh, they took oh, what's his face. They took Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. In the yeah, that was a, that was a good first round pick as well. Uh, yeah, I I think I think they'll go. Damn, this is hard. They had five wins last year. I think they go over. I think they go slightly over. I think they go eight and eight. So yeah, I, I'll barely take that tick. I wouldn't
0: bet um, on it, but uh, I think they go. I over. also wouldn't bet on it. So I agree with you, so just ever so slightly, eight and eight. I feel like the uh, I don't know if you watched the Brett Coleman video on the Cardinals' defense, but he's really high on them bouncing back. I'm not as high, but I think the addition of Isaiah Simmons can only help you. And when it comes down to it, if you want to win games, um, first thing we need to do is have a good QB. Second thing, have a good head coach. I think they have both of those, so I just think if Kyler Murray is going to break out the way he, I think he is going to break out, then he's just you know they're they're given to probably have seven to eight wins. So I wouldn't bet on it, but I'd just go ever so slightly over.
1: Yep, same same here. I think uh, it's a very I, I, it's a very risky take. I'd say for sure. Uh, so next up for me uh, is uh, my is our friend's favorite team. I don't know why the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they're projected at nine wins. They had nine wins last year. They were they were they were quietly had nine wins. I, nobody really noticed them, even though they made the Super Bowl the previous year. Uh, yeah, they 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 seem quite irrelevant to me, mainly because Todd Gurley was hurt, which I guess makes sense. Uh, He's playing hurt, I should say. And now they're projected at nine wins. I think, hmm, I think they go under this time. I don't think they'll reach the nine wins. I think the Rams are now the worst team in the in the NFC West. I think uh, they'll go under nine wins for sure. I think that's a bet that you should take because I, I definitely can't see them getting over nine wins. There's not a chance they go they win over nine games. I can't see that. I definitely cannot see them get ten games. No way. So uh, I don't even need to go into depth on the team. There's just no, it's not possible. It's simply not possible. They lost Brandon <laughs> Cook. They lost Todd Gurley. It's it, it, it's not possible. You can't. You cannot convince anyone on this earth to make that bet. You can't. You cannot. You expert literally analysis
0: can't. by Mister Amal Ronick here no, on you, the Fluke podcast. I, I, I'm <laughs>
1: telling you, you don't make this bet. Please don't make this bet. It's nine wins. They you they can't get ten wins to read. They can't. Over under nine wins.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you on don't bet on this like at all. But I'd also probably I, I might honestly go push to be honest. Like just forget over under. I think they could Maybe win nine games, and I think I can trust Sean McVay enough.
1: I can, I can, I, I'm okay with that. But the over/unders at nine, bro. It's
0: yeah, I disagree nine. with that for sure. Here's my, here's my, uh here's my bold take for you, Amal. Okay, so, or, or a hypothetical scenario, couldn't you see Sean McVay go out there, completely fix the offense, revitalize it? Two tight ends sits with Tyler Higby and Joe Everett. You know, they have Robert Woods. They have. Cooper Cup Cooper Cup coming back from injury I believe like I think there's a the scenario where their their offense rebounds back to like 2017 2018 um LA Rams offense and even though I think the the lack of defensive depth is pretty huge I mean they don't really have anyone outside of Errol Donald at this point like they lost Dante Fowler to I believe the Falcons and they also lost um they lost a linebacker whose name I literally cannot remember right now. But um, they lost him also to, I believe, the Giants. Don't quote me on this. But they they lost a ton of players on the defense. But I think there's definitely a hypothetical scenario where I see them, you know, they go back to scoring like 27 points a game and every game is like a shootout because their defense sucks. I, I could definitely see that happening. But don't bet on this. Over, under, I'm just going to take the push here because – I think I trust Sean McVeigh enough for them to win nine games, but I don't think they're winning anymore.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. That that makes sense to me as well. Uh, was the linebacker you're talking about by any means, was it Corey Littleton?
0: Yeah, dude. I'm so yeah, bad with he's Yeah, on, he's, on, he's on the Raiders now. Uh, <laughs> Raiders, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, He's a good linebacker, too. But I mean, yeah. they should have tried to keep him, but obviously with the Joe and Ramsey extension coming soon, they, they don't have enough money to do any of that. Yeah. But, um, just I in general, the yeah. way they built their team is so bad, bro.
1: I don't know why, what they're doing, man. How do you go from – it pisses me off that you go from Super Bowl final – they almost won. They, they didn't even score that – they barely scored, but they almost won. It's, it's so sad they had they had the chance to win. They almost won the game to being so trash the following year. They didn't make the playoffs. I, I, I can't I, I don't understand it man. I simply don't.
0: some I, expert uh, team building down there or I guess out to the west uh, with the LA Rams, they yeah, just traded away all their future picks and then gave away huge money for no reason.
1: do you, do you think the do you think the Cardinals are better than the Rams?
0: Hmm offensively,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: I think offensive weapons, like everything outside of um Kyler Murray, I would take the Rams. But defensively, I'd probably take the Cardinals. So really, the only thing on the offense, I think that's better. Like I'd take Sean McVay over Cliff Kingsbury because Sean McVay has done it before, and I'll take. I'll take the entire Rams offense other than Jared Goff. But that's the I'll biggest hole right there. Kyler Murray, bro. Kyler Murray's. Hopkins,
1: I'm taking Hopkins over any player on the Rams offense, too.
0: I just think as a whole unit, I'd I prefer, I think, just slightly. And also offensive line. Like, the yeah, Cardinals' no, 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 offensive no, no, no. line is bad. I
1: think, I think, yeah, that makes sense. But Kyler Murray is also – I think,
0: think Kyler, Kyler Murray can be that much better than Jared Goff where that difference that, in talent my, doesn't I,
1: matter. I, that's that. That's exactly yeah. But the defense, yeah, the Rams do have a better defense. I think it's very slight difference. I think the Rams are slightly better. I did say that they were the worst team, but now looking at it, I think uh, they might be slightly better. But I think it's very even. Yeah, that's, I that's, agree with
0: you actually. That this is this could very well be the closest division in football this year. Because see, I mean, uh, but we're gonna talk about the Seahawks and Niners, but. I think we both had them being great teams, and we had the Rams and Cardinals being at least pretty good average teams, right? Average, so like, yeah. you,
1: the word, yeah.
0: and I think you, I think both those teams can give the Niners and Seahawks a run for the money. Like we saw the Cardinals literally, I think, go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks, and we saw them almost beat the Niners as well as the Rams. We almost saw them beat the Niners late in the season. So I don't know. I think both those teams can really give a good run for the money for both those teams.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh next team we'll go with uh we'll go with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh they they're they're pretty, okay, yeah. This is why it pisses me off that the Rams are at 9, right? The Seattle Seahawks are also at 9. Just saying. They're both at 9 and the Bucks are at 9.5. Just like like and this is this absolutely pisses me off. I it it real I'm not even a Seahawks fan. I I don't like the Seahawks. But like, you can't be making bets like these, man. Like, this is an easy. Give me this, man. This is like a slam dunk. I'm, I'm doing.
0: It's free money, bro.
1: Gonna, I, I'm, I There's no reason I'm going in depth on why. I'm not gonna give, I'm going to go in depth. They're going over nine wins, and if you watch football, you'll know why they'll go over nine wins. And I think, unless Russell Wilson like died, there's no way. There's no way I can't, I can't see it.
0: That's bro, my, that's don't my be point. jinxing this bro. I mean, we, we, we just had Kobe die. We had Chadwick Boseman pass away earlier. Don't be Yo, jinxing.
1: It. It. <laughs>
0: like knock on wood, pray to God, do whatever you want, but don't be jinxing that man. Um, Yo, no. I so anyway, yeah, no analysis really needed here. The Seahawks suck, but Russell Wilson's probably going to win MVP this year. I think that's going to be my MVP pick. When we do our um, MVP and Coach of the Year and all that award show later, I think we can probably do that in the next week. That will be coming out soon. But when we do that, spoiler alert, Russell Wilson's my MVP. He's literally – he, he's right up there with Patrick Mahomes for being the two best quarterbacks in football, and it's not even close. So, um, yeah, Russell I Wilson is entering. I
1: appreciate, I appreciate you saying up there with Patrick Mahomes. I, I appreciate that you put – Well, I think he's better Mahomes than Patrick respect. Mahomes,
0: but it's yeah, like they're interchangeable for me.
1: Also, uh, fun fact, Russell Wilson has not gotten a single MVP vote in the eight years he's been playing in the National Football League.
0: And he's been an MVP candidate since, like, 2016 or twenty. And he's been an
1: MVP candidate, honestly, since they won the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. He's been he's been a killer. I, I like Russell Wilson. Uh, I never hated him. Uh, I just don't like the Seahawks. So, uh, yeah. But this is an easy bet. Nine wins. The next uh we have the Super Bowl runner-ups, the winner of the NFC winners of the NFC, uh the San Francisco 49ers, who I think are the best team in the NFC uh still. They're projected at 10.5 wins, and they have 13 wins last year. I think uh Jimmy G doesn't lose in the regular season. Uh so uh they'll get they'll get at least 11 wins just off that. Jimmy G does Jimmy G is my man, though. He's my man. I like him. So uh, I'm gonna go eleven wins
0: here. Okay, so I'm gonna play some the double. Reasoning make, for you. The,
1: reasoning the reasoning doesn't make any sense. What I just said, by the way, like I didn't mention at all that they lost Emmanuel Sanders. I didn't mention that uh, they lost they Debo Samuel's hurt. They traded that.
0: away um, DeForest Buckner to your Colts.
1: Yep, I didn't mention. I didn't have to mention that they got Kinlaw, though. They, I mean, they, 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 yeah, they you could
0: be high on Kenlaw, but I don't think he's going to come in and immediately be a DeForest Buckner, like at least not his first year.
1: Yeah, I agree. But Jimmy G is the man. Their defense is still a op. Yeah, this is a this is definitely they'll get at least eleven. Points.
0: Okay, yeah. so devil's advocate, right? So let's look back at uh Okay, so we'll go back to the 2018 Rams, right? Guess what? Super Bowl disappointment. The Super Bowl hangover. 2017 Eagles. Like everyone, like I'm a huge Eagles fan. I was at the parade. I'm like, yo, we're gonna be a dynasty. We're probably gonna, you know, make multiple NFC Championship games, or at least you know make the playoffs. Like, like easily. Here we are, going nine and seven. Like we made the playoffs, but boom, we're not. We're not really doing anything. Let's flash back to the 2016 Falcons. Also, another – I mean, they they played pretty well. So I wouldn't say they had a Super Bowl hangover, but – Bro, they they got robbed. Come on. Dude, Julio – they beat the – they basically beat the Eagles,
1: man. Stop it.
0: Stop it. Okay, we're going to forget this happened. So we'll move on to the 2015 Panthers, okay? 2015 Panthers, they sucked. 2014 Seahawks, they were, like, pretty good, but they also disappointed. Like, they started off really bad, I believe.
1: They went went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, after that, like everyone expected them to be like really good in 2015 and they disappointed. The
1: boom broke up, though. They all broke up, though.
0: Well, not then, but okay. But anyway, my point is the last like five years, at least three of the NFC teams have all had Super Bowl hangovers. So just devil's advocate, it's not a tangible thing, but it's a very real thing for all NFC teams. The Super Bowl hangover is real. I don't it think is. it impacts the Niners, though, because the Niners are that good. So, yeah. Everything I, I just said, good. disregard it, but also keep it in the back of their mind. If you look back in December and they're like eight and eight.
1: If you're a superstitious better, I'd bet under. But, like, come, like, just like going off. Logically, like, there's uh, no reason. Logically, there's zero reason why they can't get 11. There, I mean,. And don't get me wrong. There's five. There's six teams that can. There's six games they can definitely lose in this game and this season. There's definitely, but like, it's the Niners, man. They'll get it done. And Shanahan's the Shanahan's the man. I was gonna say goat, said Shanahan's
0: the goat. So thank you for I not almost, saying that.
1: I, I almost said that. Well, he is. He's like the offensive mastermind, though. So I, I'll. I will not say goat, but he is. He's an offensive genius. So, uh, yeah. Um, we're finished with the NFC uh, West now. We'll move we're on to the, the NFC. North. Yeah, your favorite teams in the North too. The good old no, Green Bay Packers. Bro, I hate you. Uh, so, but we'll start with the worst team in NFC North. In my opinion, the Detroit Lions. You made a water bet this year. You're gonna get water poured on you for saying they go at least 500. You will get water poured on you, and I'm gonna dump the ice cold water on you for this. They're projected at six and a half wins. They're gonna go under. That they'll go four and twelve in my opinion. And I there's nothing else to say because Matt Patricia is a stupid coach. Uh, but I am a fan of Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's <laughs> really really good QB. Uh, Kenny Galladay is a great receiver. He's helping my he helped my fantasy team a lot last year. Uh, yeah. I I mean, uh, they DeAndre Swift is a great running back, but they're going to be splitting carries with the carry on Johnson. But yeah, uh, six and a half wins is definitely going to be an under for me.
0: But there are I'm going over.
1: You have to go over. <laughs> well
0: yeah, obviously. But here's some okay. Here's some statistic evidence. Okay, so with Stafford, they're a three, four, and one, right? So. They would have gone long term, you know. Just regarding the tie, we'll say the tie was a loss. They would have gone six and whatever, six and ten, right? Six nine and one, whatever. They were twelfth in points per game with Stafford, and they have the eleventh best best offensive line according to PFF this last year. Pro and they're returning three. They're returning three offensive linemen. They're bringing in Big V, uh, halapuli Vati Vati from the Eagles. They overpaid him. Yeah, they did, but. He's a pretty good swing tackle, so like he's a Stop good it. player to have. And I just think defensively, like yeah, they lost Darius Slay, but Darius Slay like, checked out last year. Like there's a reason they he got wasn't Jeff Akuda. They got, they Jeff, got Okuda. Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda can be as good. And yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia's doo doo, bro. But I just talent wise, they, they signed so many ex Patriots players. Like they got Jamie Collins. They have Duron Harmon. They have Trey. I'm forgetting Flower. his name again. Flower. Trey Flower. Yeah. He's he was a pretty good player for the Patriots, and I just think they brought in more talent than I think they lost. And even though Matt Patricia's doo doo, I think they're gonna go. uh, I'm gonna, I won't retract my eight and eight statement for you for the bet. But I think they'll probably talent wise, they're like a seven eight win team. So I could very easily see them win seven to eight games and surprise everyone. And so I'm gonna bet over, but I could also. You know, see them go three and twelve or three and thirteen. Well, and then Matt they're, Patricia they're, getting fired. So yeah,
1: Matt Patricia. Yeah, I
0: will bet over just because I trust Matt Stafford and the talent more than I trust Matt Patricia. So I'll go with talent defaulting over him. But again, Matt Patricia sucks. So that that's my entire argument with the Detroit Lions. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they're going to be like fighting with every in every game that they're in. So watch out for the Lions.
1: Yeah. Uh, next team uh, I want to talk about is uh my family's favorite team, uh, the Chicago Bears. Ooh. They're at eight and a half. I, what the hell? They heard? they're at eight and a half wins. What the? They're projected to get what? What? Am I reading this right or read? Does that does that say eight and a half wins?
0: Um, That's the, my that my notes that? my notes say eight wins, but the website says eight and a half wins, and this was. Updated pretty uh, recently, this was a, as, this of, updated. as in yesterday.
1: Yeah. Wait a minute. What the? So this is an easy. All right. I mean, I'm sorry to break it to my family. This is an easy under. Easy under. Easy under. They got work I mean, because like David Montgomery hasn't. At my opinion, he's a bust. Mitchell um, has
0: a groin injury that he had like what, two He's years also,
1: ago. yeah and then uh he may not even start to be in this season uh mitch trubisky and nick foles that qb has situation hasn't been figured out yet i i there's reports saying mitch is playing really well there's mitch there's reports saying that nick Foles is also playing very well i have zero clue who's gonna win that job and honestly the winner of that job it, it really doesn't matter i think uh <laughs> bears are gonna suck regardless uh and if 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 Bowles wins the job, Trubisky is gonna probably be a great backup QB for another team. Uh, the, the this eight and a half wins is high, man. It's really high. If Trubisky plays at a Pro Bowl level, though, Pro Bowl level, like I'm like it's not a real Pro Bowl, like. It's, but I mean, he was playing. He was played pretty well two years ago. Uh, if he plays at that level, uh, and the Bears' uh, weapons pan out. I guess you can. I can see. I can see over, but no. Nah, they had the, I think they'll go under eight and a half. They'll get. At least, they'll get probably get seven to eight wins.
0: Okay, so Amal, don't look at your screen right now. Right, how many games did the Bears win last year?
1: They won eight games,
0: nine games. So that's automatically over. Um.
1: Oh, they won nine games last year.
0: Yeah, man, with Mitch Trubisky. So anyway, my argument I'm going over and my argument is entirely based on the defense being really good. I think they could easily go nine and seven. And I think that's because dude, their defense is literally top five. So um they were fourth in points allowed per game, eighteen point six. Um they were eighth in yards allowed per game, and they were lacking the sack department. Like they they were like top five in pressures in like every single website I could find, but just sacks wise, they weren't really finishing, and like you expect them to finish when they have like Khalil Mack. And to fix that problem, they went out and signed Robert Quinn. They brought in Danny Trevathan. So they, I just think they brought in a ton of talent. They um, they drafted Jalen Johnson, a really a cornerback high, a high, a I'm really high on. They also drafted Cole Kmet because uh, you know the iconic. It, you know, what? What? What's your,
1: because of what? Because of what? Why? Did because
0: they because the. Unfortunately, the iconic tight end uh, who was part of the Philly special is just not good with Chicago at all. So, rest in peace.
1: Now. He's now on the Colts now. Trey Burns now on the Colts. What's Trey right Burns
0: on? on the Colts? That's actually yeah, sure. shocking.
1: Yeah, uh, and also, uh, yo, the bear, the Bears went eight. They have they Jimmy lot.
0: Graham as well.
1: The Bears won, and yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, come on, bro, come on, no. Do you know how many bear tight ends are on the Bears right now? There's like six tight ends on the Bears Bears active roster. It's
0: That's pretty ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: during draft time, they had eight. Yeah, the Bears. Uh, the Bears have some work to do, man. That I definitely think they're gonna go under eight and a half. Uh, and the um, Bears did go eight and eight last. Also, year, yeah, there.
0: you you che- you fact checked me. I was wrong. I literally have eight and eight up here. I don't know why I thought it was nine wins, but anyway. I'm going to go over just because I think if Nick Foles – either Nick Foles is going to go out and he's going to play good because he's already worked with Matt Nagy before, or he, it's going to be Trubisky and he's going to be pushed by Nick Foles and he'll play good. And even if Trubisky is doo-doo, like I just think the talent is there for them to probably win some like 17 to 13 games that they probably shouldn't win. Also, to, just to start off the season – they stood off with like the Lions, Giants, Panthers, Rams, Falcons, oh, like those teams those aren't are really, all really like easy.
1: those are all not, like games.
0: like the Falcons could probably be like a tough game, but like I could easily see them win if they just start feasting on that bad offensive line of the Falcons. So I just think they could start off like five and three, like realistically, if they like really popped off. Or maybe even six and two if they like they I could see them beat a team like the Colts, like for sure. So just I think if they get off to a hot start, you can, you know you, you can see some like twenty eighteen Chicago Bears stuff. So I'm gonna bet over, but I could also see them winning like six games and them releasing Trubisky after the season. So uh just you, you got a wide range of outcomes with Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if they go over to because they're that type of team. Uh well yeah, last team is uh Green Bay Packers who I, I think they're a top 10 team in the league right now. They had 13 wins last year, 13-3. and three. And uh, right now, because of their really crappy first-round picks, they're not first-round picks. Their draft in general was really crap. It was really, really bad. Uh, but just because of that, that that's, that's got to be the only reason. They're now projected at nine wins total. Nine wins in total. Uh, I think they'll definitely go over nine wins. They'll get 10 wins, I think they'll get 10 or 11 wins. Cause I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's that bad man. So uh yeah, I I think uh they'll get at least 10. Uh, there's nothing much more to add, but screw these, screw these guys that pick Jordan Love, man. I, I'm getting reports saying that he's trash. I can't, I cannot, I, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. These guys want to put, Put crap on uh, dirt on on Aaron Rodgers' name, man. Like he didn't win them a Super Bowl. I'm I'm very disappointed uh, that they picked him when they could pick receivers from Denzel Mims was there, Michael Pittman Jr. was there. They traded up for the pick. It didn't make any sense, man. They could have high key gotten him in the second round. I don't think any team would have taken it to end that round. I mean, awful, awful, awful decision making by uh, Packers management. But yeah.
0: They'll go over nine wins. Okay, my second MVP pick is Aaron Rodgers this year. Shut and
1: up. Shut up. Yeah,
0: but behind shut Russell up. Wilson. Um, shut up,
1: man. You, you
0: Aaron Rodgers is about up. to feast, bro. So. Um, sure. I have a ton of stats here, but I don't feel like going into them. Like you I don't, just have, no, no.
1: There's no need to.
0: Anyway, second year in an offensive good. system, they were really good. Their um, their defense was like I think it was the the best in the league or like top three or something like that. It was very, good. very
1: impressive. They were
0: really good. Like minimal, they didn't blitz at all, and they had like a really high pressure rate. Like I think I'm, I'm seeing here 38.6 uh, percent of their uh pass rushing attempts were you know. Pressures or whatever, which is kind of high. They had a ton of turnovers, a uh, forced turnovers rather. Lots of rushing touchdowns. I just think Aaron Rodgers, intangibly, he's going to pop off. He's he's probably going to win eleven games, and uh, he's probably just going to win a Super Bowl just to you know spite the the Packers organization for drafting Jordan Love and starting a huge QB controversy. Because why would you want to release Aaron Rodgers to let him go when you have uh, you know when he just won a Super Bowl? So, yeah, uh, Packers are going to win a Super Bowl this year. Mark my words. Um, Shut
1: up, man. Come yeah, on, man.
0: Over. I'm smashing the over. They're going to win 11 games easily.
1: I'm going to make sure every Eagles fans listen to this podcast, man. You're, you're, this is disrespectful. And now we're about to head into the NFC East Division. Well, I'm not
0: rooting for the Packers. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Yeah, but but how I, just, you t- I just think the spite of Aaron Rodgers is going to literally – roast the entire Aaron Rodgers
1: more than once man it's very it's very very clear to see
0: uh well uh, fine very clear that's not true completely no Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is is probably my favorite player of the decade so yeah I'd agree with you on that
1: yeah okay uh Anyways, we'll move on to the NFC East, which is, in my opinion, no. The wait, least- well, you,
0: you forgot a team, bro. You forgot the Vikings. Don't disrespect Mike Zimmer like that.
1: Oh damn, I did forget the Vikings. I'm high on the Vikings too, man. Uh, I I I have they're projected at nine wins right now. Uh, over Tied nine with wins. the Packers. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, I think they go ten and six as well. So I think they they go over, and I think it's mainly because. They did lose uh Stefan Diggs. I think that's and they did lose Xavier Rhodes to the Colts. Um but uh I think the I think everything's gonna work out for them still. Uh because they they got Justin Jefferson in the first round. Uh yeah. And they got Trey Wayne's, I believe, still there. No,
0: nah, he signed know. with um I believe well he signed with Cincinnati, but he got hurt. So
1: Oh I yeah. I believe he's him. like
0: on IR for them or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, what uh, I'm I'm blanking out on so many names today, man.
0: Everson Griffin, Mackenzie Alexander also went to Cincinnati. The biggest uh, I have five names here that they lost: Stephon Diggs, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Wayne's, Mackenzie Alexander, Everson Griffin. I believe they lost Linville Joseph last year, but
1: yeah, they lost him last year. Yeah, I remember but, that. So just oh overall, they, went, uh, they went ten and six last year. Actually, yeah. then I think they go they they go. Uh, they, I don't think they'll go. They'll go under. They'll stay at the nine ones. Actually, they'll, I'll push it at nine.
0: Okay. Um. Their defense was really good. Fifth in takeaways with thirty-one. Um, they were fifth in sacks as well. Denier Hunter is a, is a madman. There, he's, he's a monster. He's a
1: monster, man. He gets.
0: He's. Sacked. He's like. I think he's going to end up like Chandler Jones, where he's like perennially underrated because he's just like yeah. in some obscure corner of the country, but he's like a baller. Um, So weapons. They lost Stephon Diggs. They drafted Justin Jefferson, who I'm probably going to do a film review on soon just to make myself feel good about the Joan Rager pick even more. Um, st- <sighs> Justin Jefferson is a Stephon Diggs, but he's not going to be as good in his first year. Like, that's just obvious. Um, yeah secondary-wise, right? So, my biggest worry on the defense is the secondary. First of all, Xavier Rhodes sucks. So, I think Jeff Gladney, who they drafted from TCU, can come in. He was a great and an immediate pick. Immediate improvement. An immediate yeah. improvement. They still have Anthony Harris. They still have um... –
1: Anthony Harris is on the trade block, though, Reba. Yeah, uh, but
0: I think he'll play, bro. I think he'll play with the, the Vikings because I believe there's going to be less trades this year than there were normally because of COVID. So, I just think – in general, like you're not going to want to bring in some random person from another person's building from some like half away across the country, um, but I think An- Anthony Harris will say they still have um Harrison there playing whatever he plays. You know, he's he's probably is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know, but he 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 has a pretty solid argument to be one, um. Secondary wise, I think Jeff Vladin is going to be pretty good for them, just straight out. Mike Hughes, who they drafted a couple of years ago towards ACO his rookie year, I don't know much about him because he's been like, I don't think he's even playing like high key. But Mackenzie Alexander, that's a pretty big loss from slot cornerback position. I don't think they really have anyone to replace him. But I just think overall, Xavier Rhodes was just so bad. I think. Jeff Gladney can come in and be an immediate improvement. I think I'm going to go over. I think they're going to win 10 games because I just think Kirk Cousins is. It's
1: tough. It's tough. Niners. It's either nine or 10 for me. I think he's
0: good enough for them to win 10 games, and I just think a coach like Mike Zimmer is probably going to win 10 games. Uh, Yeah, They, they
1: they they went they won nine games last year. They won. They no, they won. They won 10 games last year, but it's it's just like. I don't know, man. The team got slightly worse.
0: Texas, so their yeah. first eight weeks, right? So they had the Packers twice, week one, week eight. Colts, all- Titans, Texans, Seahawks, Falcons, Lions. So Dude, They the
1: could lose, like- lose all three AFC South games, bro. Not going to lie. All three AFC South games would be quite I hard think they'll
0: probably split with the Packers maybe. They'll probably lose to the Seahawks. Probably win against the Falcons and then the Lions, though. They'll probably win. I, I think they might end up splitting with the Lions, but just it's a hard think, schedule, though. You know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go push as well. I think they're gonna go nine seven because the last four weeks as well, they had the Bucks and Saints. So if that's like a, a, a tough start and a tough ending. I'm gonna go nine and seven. I think they're gonna yeah. go nine and seven just because of hard schedule, but they're a really good team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they're 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 a really good team. I had them at six entering into this year, but I didn't. That was also before the draft and after all the free uh, free agent signings. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking that back now. I I mean, I thought the I thought the Vikings would uh, only go up, but the Digs trade happened, then uh, a bunch a bunch of stuff that like Trey Wayne's uh, out. Yeah, I think uh, I'll probably definitely have to take that back in my power rankings for the top ten teams in the NFL. But uh yeah. Um I think now we're finally done with the NFC North and now we'll move on to Areeb's division in the NFC East. We'll start with uh we'll start with in my opinion the weakest team, the Washington Redskins. They did draft Chase Young, which was the best player in the draft, hands down, and he's killing it in training camp. He's he's uh he's like manhandling the offensive lineman there. He it's like it's like butter for him. It, As it, he should it's It's light work. it's the definition of light work i I'm seeing this like these videos bro he he's he's the real deal for sure, like for sure for sure, yeah, uh their projected win loss their over under is uh five and a half games. There's no way they win six games. They won three games last year. they'll go one above that. I think they get a four and twelve, so uh yeah. That's my take. And they're starting I I want Alex Smith to play this year, man. If he's really if he's really that clear to play, that would be, in my opinion, the best story of football if that man can play. Oh, hands going down. Through, going it be through close. going through that broken foot, that Joe Theisman injury and then coming back from that. I watched the documentary. It was quite a
0: as did a I. Moment. It was pretty jarring. It, was,
1: it it was it was pretty like inspirational on his on the journey that he's he's gone through and if he could if he could even get a snap in the game that, that would that would just like be amazing because like that guy went through so much man and uh yeah i I genuinely have respect for him. But I they're not called the Washington Redskins anymore. I'm stupid. I should not be calling them that. They're the
0: Washington Please football. don't offend anyone. They're the Washington football team. I'm going to have to bleep yeah. that out in post. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh my god. I, I'm so stupid. It says the it says the Redskins on the betting odds. Though. All right, fine. Yeah. They're the Washington football team. Uh yeah, they go they'll win four
0: games. They should have called yeah. themselves the, the the Washington Football Club so we could just confuse them with like actual soccer, like Washington facts, FC. Facts,
1: facts, yeah, yeah, facts.
0: Um yeah, I'm going under. Like it says five and a half wins here. If they win five games, it'll be like a huge improvement. I think Dwayne Haskins is gonna shock people, but just I don't know. There's too many not variables people, not that
1: en- not enough. Not enough.
0: I think he'll it was set a good foundation for year three, but I just, there's too many question marks and it's too many like new starts with Ron Rivera and everything. So like,
1: losing Geist like this late kind of hurt too, man. Also, Antonio their offense
0: Gibson, was literally ranked 32nd last year and they didn't change that much like drastically. You're just hoping that Lauren. Wayne becomes, Haskins improves like a ton.
1: Lauren still is, becomes OP and then Antonio Gibson and AP managed to carry.
0: Did someone yeah, say Antonio old. Gibson?
1: Oh, Reeve, who's on your fantasy team?
0: Who should drop? Dude, eighth round pick, Antonio Gibson. And I'm not looking back. Uh, anyway, this isn't a fantasy show. So let's move on to yeah. the, the third worst team or second yeah. worst, the third team in the division, the Giants. Yeah,
1: the, the Giants, yeah. The I, Giants I think,
0: here, six and a half wins. That's what I'm seeing on this website. Um, dude, that's an improvement. If they win seven games, that's an improvement. They were at four last year. If
1: they can get seven, damn. Yeah, I I don't see it though. I think they. I think they're going
0: under, but they're gonna win six games. I think.
1: I think they'll win six games as well, dude. So the Danny Dimes, man. Danny Dimes was a better. Do you think Danny Dimes is a better pick than Haskins?
0: Um, I think Haskins. Okay, so Daniel Jones showed more to me, but. I feel like he peaked like his first game and then he just sort of went sporadic up and down versus like Dwayne Haskins started off sucky and he sort of like gradually improved. So I'll take Danny dimes just because I think you saw the highs that you didn't really see as often from Dwayne Haskins though. He did kill the Eagles in like week 15 or whatever, but I just think, I think I'll take Danny dimes by a hair, but it's still like a coin flip. Like, I can't fault anyone for choosing one or another.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'll take Danny times, but it's I think, yeah, it's a coin flip for me too. Uh, yeah, I think they also get six wins. It's a new offense though altogether. They have a new coach, new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Joe so. Judge.
0: Have you heard about the stories he made uh, Daniel Jones run a lap or something like that?
1: Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Dude, Joe Judge is interesting. That hiring itself is very interesting. We talked about that, I think, uh, a few months back. But, like, uh, he, he was compl- – in my opinion, he was very irrelevant. He was a special teams coach, and now he's being the head coach of, a, of, a, of an actual team. I don't
0: think it works out.
1: I, I don't I, – but if it does, bro, ain't that a story, though? Ain't I feel like Bettle- he's
0: trying to be Bill Belichick and trying to be hard-nosed and tough and everything, and I just Dude, think it can't work unless Gettleman's you're Bill involved- Belichick.
1: I don't think it works because Dave Gettleman sucks at evaluating talent. I mean, well, Daquan the, B- Barkley was. I was such a lucky like he was there at two, and you had to take him. That was, it was that type of pick. I mean, Darnold, in my opinion, they should have taken Darnold. But like, exactly. you you had you had to take like it, it. The pick wouldn't have been wrong either way. Like, it, he sucks at evaluating talent, I don't like Dave Gettleman, so I, I don't think Joe, Joe judges the truth. So yeah, that's my thoughts,
0: John. Yeah, um, nothing much there. We can move on to uh, – do you want we'll to start with on. Dallas or Philly? Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll go with the Dallas Cowboys here. Dallas Cowboys, their over-under is high, nine and a half wins. Uh, that's higher than the Packers. That's higher than the Seahawks. Um, that's higher than the Vikings. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that, man. That itself I don't know how I feel about. Um, This is I think that I think the past like six years, the Cowboys have won every other year the division. And I think the Cowboys are gonna win the division this year. Uh and they'll keep that streak. So uh I'll think they'll go over nine and a half wins. I think Dak Prescott, I don't I think he's gonna have an impressive year. And he has to have an impressive year to show that he's he deserves to be paid as one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And uh he needs to be at least in the top three MVP candidates this year in order for, him to, in order for the Cowboys to even come close to 10 wins this year. And uh, I think I, – I do, I do truly believe with the, the addition of CeeDee Lamb uh, and having a new coach in Mike McCarthy. Uh, he may not have been the perfect fit for Aaron Rodgers, but I think uh, with uh, the Dallas offense uh, and Dak Prescott, with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, i was underrating uh, i i was completely like overlooking mike michael galvin we did the wide receiver tier list but he's a great player i'm looking at, i look more into him i'm looking more at his highlights and you're absolutely right he's he's a stud to
0: Hold have this great,
1: they have three great receivers there and they have also your guy shannon jarwin blake jarwin yeah he's uh He's gonna be. Uh, I think uh, they're they're definitely a team to watch out for. I mean, uh, I think they'll go. I think they'll go either. I think they'll go ten and six. Yeah, they'll go. They'll go ten and six, and they'll win the tiebreaker. That's my that's my take on that. I think they both go ten and six, and they'll win the tiebreaker.
0: So um. The odds for the Cowboys when I first wrote down my notes like a week ago, they were at like ten wins, so it's dropped down a little bit like half a win, but they're tied with the Eagles, right so yeah they are My whole thing with Dallas is starter wise I think they have better starters everywhere except quarterback, obviously, and uh tight end running, and not run- i think no, nah, not running back, but wait,
1: do what? No, Zeke's better than Zeke's better than Sanders.
0: No, nah, but as a whole, yeah, starter wise, you're right. Yeah, starter wise, Zeke is definitely better than Sanders. But depth wise, I'd take Philly. So really, the question is, who's gonna get more hurt? And I just feel like there's My no center, way the got- bro, there's no way the Eagles can get hurt three years in a row, bro. I, actually, they've gotten. they
1: just they just they just lost Brooks. And they, they can't lost- get
0: they can't get more hurt, bro. And I just feel like Dallas is one of those teams that has gotten pretty lucky injury wise. Yeah, you're betting on injuries. But so both teams are at nine and five, right? I think. Hmm. I think
1: they both go 10 and six. Both, I think both. they
0: both go 10 and six as well. So I'm going to hit over for, for both of them. But Man, I also I think, just don't want to bet on either of these teams because, like, we've talked about it. Like. Dude, I, yeah, they both I, talked I, last year. They both. The
1: Cowboys had eight wins. The Eagles had nine wins. I'm not. Why they these they were both awful bets. The Eagles were projected at ten and a half wins last year, and they got nine. Ten and a half, and they got nine. That's insane. The Cowboys projected at nine, and they got eight. Ten and a half to nine is really bad, though. That's why you can't even. You can, it's not a guaranteed bet for the Eagles for uh, at nine and a half wins either. Um, I know you were always telling whenever we were talking with our friends and everything about like. Dude, you we all I mean, like all our friends are saying like, dude, ten six is like a like that's like a minimum. Dude, their minimum could be like seven and nine. I'll be honest, they're that type of team right now. Like it, they can go anywhere. We're saying nine and seven because like, there's they're better. The teams they're playing against, there's nine winnable games like guaranteed that we see. But this is the same Eagles team that lost the freaking Miami Dolphins last year, and they lost to the Detroit Lions, man. I can't. I mean, anything's possible with these with the teams they put they face. Man, they're the type of team that can beat any team, like they beat the Packers, and they can also lose to any team, like they lost to the Dolphins. So, I mean, I'll go over for both, but if they're both. I will never ever take any of these bets because
0: it's. I it's, would not bet on either team. Either of these teams, yeah, of these teams as it, well.
1: It's, it's very um, risk. It's a high risk bet for sure.
0: So I think, like, amongst our friends, I have, like, the rep of being, like, the depressing. We What do we call me? Like, a, a negative dolphin because Neg- I'm yeah, a negative a Philadelphia fan, yeah. sports fan? Yep. Correct, correct. Um, I don't know what team these, like, our friends are watching, but, our like, every time I watch the Eagles, I'm just depressed because, like, they should be, like – like, they won the Super Bowl two years ago. They should be, like, making the playoffs OP. easily.
1: Yes, OP. They should be, yeah.
0: They should be OP. And the fact that they aren't is just – like frustrating. So I just always have low hopes for the Eagles. So I'm going to bet. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to bet under, I think the Eagles are going to go nine wins. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to go 10 wins just because that's just something Philly would do. But the
1: Eagles will make the playoffs at nine wins. And also
0: to start off early, they have the the Niners, Steelers, Ravens, and Cowboys. And I'm high on three of those teams. I'm not high on the Cowboys, but I'm high on the other three of those teams and that's like a rough starting schedule. So I think they really, that's their first four games. I don't know if it's the first four, but it's like the, within their first eight weeks, they're facing those four teams.
1: Ouch. Damn. That's hard.
0: Like they could easily start off four and four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to see their schedule. Dude, that, that's, that's scary, man. This, uh, this season's gonna. This see, I'm. I'm actually really excited for the season.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm more excited for the season far. than I've been for any other season.
1: Yeah, because there's. This is like coronavirus times, man. And like, all our works online and everything. And like, uh, it's just like there's nothing we can really watch right now. And exactly. I, mean, I mean, like the the past uh, couple of days, there's been no sports going on because of the protesting going on, and like. We've been, like, just, like, even, like, three days, bro. It's, like, hard to, like, just, like, stand there and, like, see no sports going on. And especially mm-hmm. on the Sundays, man. Sundays are the days of football, man. From 1 p.m. Exactly, 1 p. man. One Dude, Arif, don't lie to me. We've been, like, texting, like, from, like, one to, like, eight many weeks, bro.
0: We've been like, exactly, maybe not dude.
1: constantly, but like. Like, what are we like, going
0: to talk about this week? Yeah, like, exactly. all of that.
1: We, we talk about that like almost every week. And, it, and it's been going, we do it for like four months, exactly, four to six months because of the playoffs we talk about during the playoffs too. Like, we love football and I, I just really want to see this season work out. And the, the, nothing would make me happier if uh, we can get the season going and uh, get all the 17 weeks uh, completed. And the playoffs – I think the playoffs – I think if we make it to through the first 17 weeks, I think the playoffs will be a breeze. And I'm pretty sure you expect the same thing too.
0: But, yeah, uh, obviously. Then like 17 weeks versus like four weeks or whatever, five weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm, only, I'm really only worried about the first eight weeks. If we can get through the first eight weeks, I think we'll be set. Yeah,
0: through- um –
1: but yeah, I, I'm... Uh... You hit it, man.
0: You hit everything. Like, the first semester of school, so both me and you are starting our freshman years of college. And, like, just the first four months of football carries me through every single year, like, from middle school to high school. Like, the last six years, like, it, football carries me, like, through the first, like, five months of school. And I'm just, like, really looking forward to it. And I think you listened to my Storylines show... There's so many, like, fun storylines that we can, like, that I want to, like, I'm waiting to see. Like, will Carson Wentz repeat a success? Will Aaron Rodgers pop off? Will Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson's, like, who will win MVP? Will Lamar Jackson keep on improving? Like, what happens with, like, low teams like the Cardinals and the Rams? Like, there's so many fun storylines, man. I'm just hyped for football this year.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. And now looking at the Eagles schedule, going back to the Eagles, yeah, their schedule their, their first three games they're easy dubs. They got the Rams, but the the, the, the they got the they got the uh Redskins to start. I think they'll win that. Uh they got the Rams week 2. That's going to be a tough one, but I think they'll still win cuz it's at it's at home. Uh but home is going to be different. So uh we'll see about that. Um Bengals week 3. They got Niners, they're at Niners week 4, at Steelers week 5, Ravens week 6. Those three straight games hurt, man. And then after that, week seven they got New York. Week eight they got Dallas. So you're right. They 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 have four like really formidable opponents here. So I think worst case, they'll go four and four. Best case, they'll go six and two. That's my that's my opinion on that.
0: So, here's the biggest difference between the 2017 Eagles and the 2018-2019 Eagles, right? The first half issues are so bad. So, if you look at their, like, second half points, they're, like, top 10, right? In points for, like, the second half. But if you look at their first half points, they're 22nd. So, they just get off to slow starts repeatedly, put themselves in holes against teams they shouldn't, like... Because they allow some nonsense touchdown to start the game and they're down by seven immediately. Like that happened so many times this season. And that didn't happen the Super Bowl year. The Super Bowl year, they were getting out to head starts like pretty early. So my big question with Philly is will they fix the the early starting issues that they've had in the last two years? Will they just start it off slow? And if they can fix it, then boy, this team is something to look out for. Because that defense, watch out for the Philly defense this year. It's gonna be something to watch, but the offense doesn't get up to quick starts, then it's just going to be really worrisome. So I'm just going to go under because I think they're going to make the playoffs with the, like the third wild card spot or whatever. But I just don't, if they can't fix that problem, then I can't say they're going to win 10 games.
1: Yeah. Also their second half of the season is definitely harder, man. Maybe not like as like super scary teams, but they have like, in my opinion, six straight hard games. They got the, like, six, like, straight, like, difficult games. I wouldn't say, like, like they're all they're all winnable. But the Browns, they go against the Browns. Then they go against the Seahawks. Then they go against the Packers. Then they go against the Saints. Then they go against the Cardinals. And then they go against the Cowboys. Week 11 to week 16. That's six yeah, games. It's just road. such a hard and season, bro. All six bro. games, bro, are definitely winnable or losable. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, that, it is Philly, true. bro. They can win any game any week, but they can also lose to like the Browns have, back in like twenty seventeen.
1: They have five wins, in my opinion, that are guarantees, and that's the, the, the. I think they'll beat the the Giants twice, and I think they'll beat the Redskins twice, and they'll beat the Bengals once. That's that. Those are the only five guarantees, like like a hundred percent. Outside of that, I I can't really guarantee anything else. Yeah. And I also guarantee one win against Dallas. Six. Oh, yeah, that's
0: that's a given. They're going to split with Dallas because that's what yeah. they always so that's
1: do. Six, six wins guaranteed. Outside of that, anything is possible. They can lose to the Rams. They can lose to the Cardinals. They can lose to the Browns. And then outside of those three teams, the they're, uh, they're, they're all really formidable opponents that could they're all their opponents will definitely go above five hundred like the they won't
0: is- lose to all those teams by the way like I wouldn't be surprised no if
1: no, no. they'll be they surprised. could they could
0: easily win like two of those games they can win like four of those games like they could win a good amount of those games if they're exactly. not stupid but they will be stupid because they're failing
1: their overall team like you said two years ago they were a Super Bowl team bro they they are a stacked team they they genuinely are a good team. They, they didn't make the Super Bowl there for no reason. They're, and I and I heard Wentz is killing it in uh, training camp.
0: That is factual he's thrown, from he's my inside more, sources.
1: He's thrown, like, more touchdowns or, like, completions. I, I don't remember what it was. He's thrown more touchdowns, I think, in uh, training camp than he already has in the entirety of the last season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how Carson Wentz does. I think Carson Wentz will uh, – him and Dak Prescott will have great years this year. I think they'll both they'll both uh show their... yeah and uh yeah that's my opinions on the NFC uh I don't know if you have anything else to add but that's all
0: of my that's all um nah um again rest in peace to Chad good I'm just looking through Instagram right now it's just it's everyone you know wishing condolences to his families again it's very sad again this is our final thoughts on the nfc um we're gonna have an afc episode coming out pretty soon as well hopefully in slightly less depressing times but yeah i mean that's all i have to say just rest in peace to chadwick Bozeman. hope football happens this year because we need something good to happen this year and that is all for me um you have anything else to say before we uh finish this man
1: uh i have nothing else to add oh, that was a great pot uh I think we, we covered the NFC uh, very well, and I can, uh, I'm can. i looking forward to cover my AFC
0: uh, soon. Next so. week or whenever, a couple of days from now, hopefully. Anyway, yeah. thanks for listening. Um, leave a podcast review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, because why not? It'll help bring trash, get traction to this podcast. And, you know, we can keep doing it, because I, I really enjoy doing this podcast. Anyway, that's all for me. That's all for them all. Again, rest in peace with Chadwick Boseman. Everyone, keep your head up. Be happy. And uh, screw 2020. That is all for me. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening and peace out. Bye.